All right, good morning, everyone. I, this is like uh, my, my favorite thing to discuss and learn and daven over as we approach Rosh Hashanah. I remember I always say this every year, but it's, I feel like it's, uh, I'm talking, just saying this aloud to myself. I had a whole very, very, very intense experience one time in Melbourne on Rosh Hashanah when I couldn't catch my mind during davening. And I was, I was the chazan, don't tell anybody. This is a bad thing. I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't, I just couldn't get it together. And every time, like, just bad thoughts were going in my mind, and then the guilt over having bad thoughts kept on creeping up inside, and it was just a mar bullet. It was a, like I say, mar bullet. It was the world, and thank you, world pool. It didn't stop. And I tried to do whatever I could to try to kind of, like, hold on to something. And then I stopped and I said, wait a second, wait a second. What's the only thing I need to be doing right now today? There's only one thing I need to be doing. Well, after all the mitzvah, the brachas, everything. There's only one thing I need to be doing today. And what's that? Lishmoa kol shofar. I have to hear the shofar. There's nothing else I need to be worried about today. If I really like, want to be yotzei, the yedei chovat hayom, I have to make sure that I hear the shofar. That's it. And even if thoughts come into my mind while I'm hearing the shofar, Hashem, that's, I'm trying my hardest. Please spare me from bad thoughts coming into my mind, into my heart. But as, as long as I'm not going like this while the shofar is blowing, <laughs> I'm, yo, I, I'm plugged in. I get Rosh Hashanah. I get Rosh Hashanah. And the more that I thought about that, first of all, it's, it saved my life. It literally saved me because I felt like I had Rosh Hashanah from it. And it just felt like so much of, like, of the focus, it just made sense. It just added up. And it was all <coughs> worth, the turmoil was worth it. The turmoil was worth it just to make sure that I'd have a little bit of Rosh Hashanah. But the, I, then last year, when we had the whole L program for the men, the theme of the whole month was, why is the bracha... Lishmoa kol shofar and not litkoa bashofar. What is the mitzvah of the day? It's mamish making sure that you know how to listen. That's what Rosh Hashanah is all about. There's nothing else you need to be focusing on. That's all you got to do. Just make sure that you know how to listen. So let's look inside a little bit of halach in the beginning and then a piece from the Tzadok Kohen and the Lubavitcher Rebbe. According to Sefer HaMitzvot, which is the book, one of the, one of the sparim that basically outlines for us what each mitzvah is, as, as clear as possible. According to Sefer HaMitzvot, mitzvah kuf ein, 170th mitzvah, shetzivanu lishmoa kol shofar beyom rishon mitishrei. The mitzvah is, we're commanded to listen. It's an amazing thing. The first mitzvah of the year, it seems to be the least proactive mitzvah. At a certain level. That's how you could look at it, right? It seems to be. What's that? But I think it's the I, I, I agree with you. And at the, at the end, we'll see how that actually is. It's not the way it looks like in the beginning. But can you imagine that? Hashem says, okay, here's a new year. You did so much tshuva. And now, now just shut up. <laughs> like, bemet. Inside, shut up. Pashut tishtok. Like, inside. Not, not talking. Inside, inside, be quiet. Now we can go through all titles, the difference between hearing and listening and all these things. <clears throat> well, hopefully we'll get to there as well. 
Now, there's a sefer that was translated. So actually, you know, the Rambam wrote most of his things in Arabic. And I'm sure you know that, right? Most of the Rambam's work were written in Arabic. So one of the books that we found was a sefer tshuvas that the Rambam was, was asked. And it was all in Arabic, and we found a, a translation. But this was originally a question that the Rambam was asked by someone that's trying to understand this mitzvah. And the question was, Ma'evdel ben lishmoa kol shofar, uben altkiat shofar. What's the difference? Like, why isn't there, there's only, there's one shita, it's Rabbeinu Tam, that's not Tam Shafor, I don't know if that's what we call him, but <laughs> Rabbeinu Tam is Rashi's grandson, and he, his shita is that the bracha you say on the shofar is Alt-Kiyat Shofar. We, we don't hold like that, because we say Lishmoa Kol Shofar. But just, but you know, it's amazing about our Masora, our tradition, that even when something wasn't brought down in Paskin Lehalacha, just because a Gadol, a Rishon, Achron said it, it means we learn Torah based on something that wasn't Paskind, which is huge. So we learn Torah about that a Shayach to Arneshama based on a Psaq that wasn't even held, like Rabbeinu Tam's Psaq, where he says that you say, Alt Kiat Shofar. But the Bracha that said everywhere is Lishmoa. Lishmoa Kol Shofar. It's interesting, that's how we actually start Slichot, Lishmoa El Harina Ve'el Atfila. Let me ask you, when we say that, when we're saying slichas, who are we talking to when we say, Lishmoa el arina velatfina? Yeah. I mean, no, but the, the yeah. deeper way is yes. Meaning, of course, the, the, the way it's written out is that, listen to my davening, listen to my nigunim. But, but that means that Hashem, you're like, you know what Hashem's listening to or not listening to. But it's really talking to yourself, saying, do you hear yourself? Do you hear what you sound like when you talk to God? Do you know how beautiful you sound like when you talk to the Rebbe Shlomo? That's how Slichos begins, and that becomes the theme that leads us into the Shmoa Kol Shofar. So the Rambam's asked, what's the difference between these two brachas? The Shmoa Kol Shofar? Or saying, Alt Kiat Shofar? So look what he says here. Ha'evdel b'nehem gadol me'od, it's a tremendous difference. V'zeh she'ha mitzvah ha'mechuyevet e'na hatkiya the mitzvah that obligates us is not the blowing, but the hearing of the listening to the blowing. That's why also the halacha, a baal tokeh that doesn't hear his own tkiot is not yotze. Isn't that interesting? Can he blow and hear at the same time? Sure. How, yeah, I mean, the question is, is there a reality that he can't? So the Gemara speaks about that, yeah. Ah. Literally, if, if someone put on him, like, you know, Ukrainian earmuffs or something. I don't know, whatever, like, really clogs or cotton balls. I don't know what. Actually, I got to tell Yossi to take it out before Yantif, because he, 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 he does wear, right? Huh? What do you mean, newspaper? Really? No. can't buy him cotton? I can't afford it. been in the car with us and my kids? Nothing. Yeah, you, you know, he was called up to the Torah today, and he, he didn't, he actually didn't, uh, he, no, I'm kidding, he didn't. Okay, so the Rambam says, the mitzvah is on the Shmi'ah of the Tkiah, v'heyot mizeh she'ilu hayta mitzvah mechoyevet hiyat kiah, if the mitzvah was to blow shofar, haya chayav kol adam ve'adam aniskarim litkoah, you know, we'd be busy with Erev Yantiv, not cooking, 
not anything else, making sure that you know how to blow the shofar, because the mitzvah would be on you, and on you, and on you, and on you, and on each person that's mentioned, that they have to chayav litkoa. They have to blow the shofar. Kmo shechayav kol adam v'adam lishev basukah velito lulav. Just like each person has a chiv to sit in the sukkah and to bench on the Lulav and Esrog, at least on Vayom uh, Rishon, right? On, on, on the 15th, on the first day of Sukkot. Ve'ashomea she'lo taka, and someone that would, just, would have just heard but didn't blow, lo haya yotzei yedei chovato. He wouldn't have fulfilled his obligation. Ve'ya gam kena tokea she'lo shama yotzei yedei chovato. And guess what? The Baal Tokea that didn't hear because he was yossing or whatever, he would be yotze because it wouldn't be about listening. It would be about an action, the action of Tkiya. Like what? The end of the fourth line. Kegon im satam oznav tachlit astima vetaka. That means what we were saying before. Like, I don't know. What, I don't know. And what scenario this would be, other than what was re- referenced earlier? But for some, you have this mag- incredible art that you are able to completely, really shut your, you know, your, your to close your your ears in such a way, like what he calls tachlit hastima. That means like the the essential clogging. <laughs> it's such a concept, but the essential clogging. The Ramam says, can you imagine that that person would be yotze? And there's a lot of Hasidus on this, and we have to figure out what to do, and we'll see in a second what we did with this. So he says over here, Ein hadavar ken. It's not the way we hold. Ela mitzvah yashmiya lo atkia. Ve'en anu tokin ela kedei lishmoa. K'mo she'a mitzvah hi yeshivat ha-sukah lo asiyata. Can you imagine if the mitzvah of sukkah was like the mitzvah of litkoa v'ashofai, which would mean... There's the the chiyuv is not to sit in the sukkah, but the chiyuv is to build the sukkah. Mm-hmm. You can have someone build a sukkah for you, and then you sit in the sukkah and you're you're yotzei the mitzvah. You could. The Ramam is this whole showing. The, the look what would happen if we held like this. And he, there's a lot, list of a lot of mitzvahs that basically we would have to do completely differently. In many cases, in manners that many people wouldn't be able to do. It's just not lo be'asegi adam. They're not capable of doing it. What is the Rambam saying beneath the letter of the law over here? Like, what, is, what else is he saying here? What is he hinting to when he's speaking about what the Dagesh is? What, what the emphasis is on. You know that we get very busy all the time. In today's day and age, I feel like this Torah is more, is there a chair for you? There's one here. In this day and age, this Torah is so, so true. Is anyone ever bored? My kids, yes. Yes. You're bored. Oh, that's because you probably raised them in a house that they don't have access to, to Gadgets all day long. Okay, so in, besides that, I'm saying with the world in a, in a world like in a healthcare world that we're like we're living in today, is anyone ever bored? Is anyone ever lost? <laughs> no, you're not even lost. Meaning, you're you're constantly you're constantly engrossed in something that's taking you away 
from one very, very important thing, and it's not thinking. Because even with those guys, you, know, you can still be thinking. But what aren't you doing? Shmiya is not happening. It's happening less and less in the world. Less and less and less in the world. Remember one day the story is Rebbe Yitzhak comes to the Beis Medrash. He calls in the whole community. And everyone's like, what's going on? His world cried out. He called out everyone. The whole Keilat Berdichev. And they all come to the shul. They all come and they're waiting, they're waiting. And he gets up on the bima and he says, did you say this story this week? He gets up, you know the story. He gets up to the bima and he says, there's a few versions to this, but the one that I heard was basically, there is a Ribbono Shalaikon. And everyone's like, are you kidding me? Like that's what the whole tumult was? But some people that were there heard what he was saying. They heard what he was trying to do, what he was saying. We get lost throughout the year in the purpose of what the whole thing is about. Comes the first mitzvah of the year, the day that really is the marker for what, whatever else is going to be. And it's all about there's nowhere to go. Running and running and running away, but you can't run away from yourself. And the, the shofar doesn't allow you to run away from yourself anymore. And there's a lot of different facets and elements and revadim, layers and layers, about what the shofar is doing. And so much halacha, so much Torah shebichtav, so much Torah shebal peh, but when we just let that all go and go to the bracha that we say over the mitzvah, it answers all our questions. It has to be lishma kol shofar. You know why? Because it's so much harder. Lishma kol shofar then litkoah b'shofar, in the, what you were saying before, in the pinius of things. To figure out how to crack the art, the chokhmah of blowing a shofar, it's hard, not everyone can do it. But it's a chokhmah that involves the mind, and you could figure it out, you could crack that code. To hear the voice of the shofar, that's already something else. So that's what the Rambam is saying, that's what the Sefer Mitzvah is saying, it has to be about this. Now we go to Reb Tzadok Akoen of Lublin, was your it was two weeks ago. Tzadok Akon of Lublin was a prime pupil of the Mea Shiloh. I just want to tell you one thing about Tzadok Akon. Tzadok Akon was, was a giant, is not even a word. That's Shayachtim. He passed away in 1901. It's weird already when the Tzadik from that era is already dies in the 20th century, 1901. Tzadok Akon Rabinowitz. And he was a strong misnagged. Strong, one of the real strong ones. And um, he has a very interesting life story where someone that was opposed to him said Lashon Hara about his wife, which made her a suffix sota. It's a crazy story. And therefore, in order to divorce her, there's a thing that's called heter mea harabanim. It's a long story. It's, it, we're going to do, Bezat Hashem, we'll do a whole series on Reb Tzadok HaKoyen. But when he was traveling, he had to go and consult with a hundred different rabbis. He was traveling, he got to the Beis Medrash of the Ishbitzer. And Reb Tzadok was known as a big, big gaon. And the Ishbitzer heard of, the, of, of Reb Tzadok HaKoyen of Lublin. And Reb Tzadok stood the whole time in the back of the Beis Medrash. He didn't come close. Friday night at the Tish, he stood in the back. Shabbos day, the same thing happened. Shabbos comes, and the Ishbitzer says, tell him to come and, 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 and sit next by, by the tish. It's a big gong, a big rebbe here, a big gachatam. And uh, he doesn't. And then the Ishbitzer starts giving over Torah Shabbos And then from the back of the room, they hear someone screaming, screaming, stop! 
Tell him to stop. He's pouring acid into my soul. Tell him to stop. Basically, he couldn't hold back. He felt like he was getting his heart cracked, that heart of stone. The brain might have been a mountain of wisdom, but the heart was clogged. Until the Ishbitzer's words at Shalashidas, he couldn't hold back anymore. And he said, tell him to stop. He couldn't, he was, felt like he was like having a, he, he couldn't take it anymore. And that's the day that he became a Talmud of the Meshilach and never ever left him and stayed with him till the end. So Reb Tzadaka coins, he has a lot of Svarim as well. He has some far out Svarim. One of the Svarim is actually called Sichot Malachi Sharet. He remembered the conversations that he had with angels in his dreams. And it came out in a Sefer. You know, simple stuff. It's not such a... Like he has a, he has a lot of Svarim. The whole set of his on the Torah is called Pri Tzadik Al Torah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sefer. A very, very important Sefer that I, I can't wait for us to do here. I think you'll all love it and connect to it very much. It's called Tzidkat HaTzadik. Very beautiful Sefer. He has a book called, like you see over here, Resi Seid Laila. Divrei Sofrim. There's a lot of his farm. <clears throat> anyway, this is Reb Tzadok Cohen and Resi Seid Laila. Kol Shofar Hutzeakat Alev Shel Bnei Yisrael LaHashem Itbarach. The voice of the shofar really is the crying of the heart of Am Yisrael Takadish Baruch You know what's amazing? Anyone ever cry recently? No, never. No, no, no. Anyone ever spend time? Anyone ever spend time listening to the sound of their own crying? Is it possible while you're crying to listen to your own to your own voice? Think about it, You're paying attention. You're paying attention to the sorrow. What would happen if you listened to the sound of your own crying? You would cry more. Yeah. <laughs> it would break your heart even more, right? Okay, that might be on an action level, but what would happen inside of you if you would listen to the heart of your own crying? Ah, so that, that's really where we get to. You'd kind of hear you'd, what, what would happen to you if you listened to the sound of your own crying, you'd start to have Rahmanus on yourself, not Nebuchmi, Nebuchmi. But you draw down compassion onto yourself. Why? Where does it come from? Because the neshama is listening to what they, it knows Hashem is listening to at that moment. You hear, you're aware of the fact that right now what you hear is what Hashem hears. And together you both draw down compassion on your own soul. This is very similar to what the Torah told us a few weeks ago that Eretz Yisrael is the only land in the world that God is looking at. What would happen to us if when we looked at Eretz Yisrael, we invited more and more of the awareness that right now I'm looking at what Hashem is looking at? It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. But with crying, this really drives home this nekuda of hit rachamim, awakening real, real mercy, compassion on your own neshama. And according to the Alter Rebbe in Igeret HaTshuva, the way to begin to enter the world of Tshuva is to come to a decision that you're going to have Rachmim on yourself. You're, going to have, that's a, you're, you're, you're choosing to have compassion on your own soul. You're basically coming to a state that if you believe in anything, and if you believe in God, and if you believe in having free will, free will was given to you to choose to be self-compassionate to yourself. That, according to the Alter Rebbe, is where it starts. 
There's a lot more after that. It doesn't end there. But that's the beginning of it. So how are we learning out the beginning of compassion? The understanding that the voice of the shofar is the voice of the crying heart of Am Yisrael. You better listen to it. Listen to the voice of it. Listen to the sound of it. Kol shofar Yisrael it's a voice that doesn't have any chituch. There's no uh, cuts. You're not trying to... Interruptions. Yeah, that's better. Kol pashut b'lo milim. It's a simple voice with no words. Lelo afsaka ben mila lemila. With no break between word to word. Rak kemashmiya kol ha... Sorry, that should be hemaya. That means hashmat atzil. You're just sounding out a, a, a sound. So go back to our analogy in the beginning. You ever hear yourself cry? I'm not talking about the words that you're saying. I'm talking about the sound of your own crying. Not the words, because the words are still limiting. Words mean usually what they mean. But a voice, a sound... I always say, nigunim, the koyach of a nigun, and why the Baal Shem brought down really that, that a nigun is a very, very important part of Avodat Hashem. Why is that? Because you know how much more the soul can express when it's not limited by words? Further, how much achdut it can bring. Because when I'm sitting around a table with people and we're singing a nigun that has words, you either connect to it or you don't, to the words that are said. Like if right now your Indian is a refuah for somebody, but we're singing a song about Yibana HaMikdash, so I have to work really hard to say, listen, if... Okay, if the Beis HaMikdash will be rebuilt, then people will have refuah But I'd rather just go to the source of what I want to cry about, right? Then you have a nigun without words, and everyone's singing the same exact song, the same notes, and... It's, it's the shofar. It's the shofar. Okay. So I did this late last night, and that's why there's so many typos here. I'm so sorry. So remember this Torah we say every year. The shof, there's a pasuk we say before Tkiyas Shofar. karati ka anani I call out, call out to you from the narrowness. You answer me from the width. And that's exactly the shape of the shofar. That's right, we say this every year. I call out to you. From here. But the end of my answering to you, being answered, is always in the widening area. Reb Shlomo's father, Reb Naftali Karabach, the original Rabbi Karabach of the Karabach Shul, gave an incredible drasha in 1966 in uh, the Karl Vashon Rosh Hashanah. And he said, you know what a Yid is? A Yid has to believe that he is the shofar. That all he has to do, from the little tiny hole that's given to him to voice himself, is to let out something. And emuna means that what comes out on the other side will be something that I can't even imagine how much wider it really is. All it's at Eilecha Hashem Ekra. Mina Meitzar Karatika. Koli Hashem Ezak. Eshpoch Lefanav Sichi. Our whole inyan is that is we think is just like calling out, but the, but he said no 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 no. It's not just calling out. It's waiting on the other end of the shofar too, and having emuna that on the other hand, something will you're going to have a lot of answers. Not just answers. You yourself, your concepts of the world, of yourself, of the Torah, of Hashem, 
merchav, they become so much wider, so much deeper. So Rabbi Tzadok Kohen is, is bringing us to here. Now look in the third line. Every Yid, you know what he feels on Rosh Hashanah? A lot of things. But what's one of the things that he's going to feel on Rosh Hashanah? Me, we say it. Me, Yechiel, me, Amut. Cherdat Adin. There's Charadah on that day. Miyad Titzak Libol Hashem Itbarach. Ah! Or whatever it is in your own noise, your own sound. You'll hear the shofar, you'll know how to start crying. Zeu kol shofar Shehu hit orerut atzakal Hashem Itbarach. This is the voice of the shofar that is awakening what we really want to do. You know, if we, if we asked our souls, we were just our souls, and we said to ourselves, what would you like to do today on Rosh Hashanah, or really any given day, but definitely on Rosh Hashanah, what would you like to do today? And the soul would say, really? You're okay with me just doing what I want to do? The body says, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's like, what would you like to do? You're sure you're not going to be embarrassed, right? It's your day. Yom Adenish Masa. It's your day. Thank you. Crying, screaming, and, and not just out of pain and being scared. Also, expressions of simcha, of happiness, of crying and screaming. But no words, that's for sure. But basically, to be able to express it, to let so much that's clogged, to let it out. That's why there's such a chiv, that the mitzvah has to be lishma kol shofar. It has to be on hearing, on listening. Hamitzvahi lishma et kol shofar, shekol echad yargish belibo, he says, what's the point of Rosh Hashanah? To bring a Jew to hear, to listen to what's going on in the inside of man. And we believe that in the inside of man, there's a ratzon to do Hashem's will. When, do I really, when am I really happy with the package that I got from God? Not just when things are going good for me, when I have this moment of realizing, wait a second, I'm actually a Hamish Yid. I'm a Gevalt Yid. I really want to do Hashem's will. How often do we get those moments where we say to ourselves, I, wait a second, the real me, will the real me stand up? And guess what? Some of, most of us are petrified of the real us standing up. Because we think the real us standing up is someone we, 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 try, we would want to hide at any given moment. Rosh Hashanah comes, it's all starting now. The real you is more than welcome to show himself right now. What's the real you? The real you is someone that wants to be aligned with all the dreams that Hashem has for him, for her. You get a glimpse of this, of this sound, of this taste, when? At that one moment. That's why by us this year, we're, doing, we, we have, we're going to do a different, we're adding in the shul, for the women, for shofar and everything. And it's time because we really, it's really this, it's the most important man of the day. Out of all Rosh Hashanah, it's the most important man of the day. They must, we must make sure that everyone gets a chance to listen to the fact that who they really want to be is someone that's aligned with Hashem's will. Can you imagine starting the year off feeling, not, not haughty, not haughty, but feeling this sense of empowerment of this is really what I want. Um, at whatever, is this because we went to that concert recently? What was that, what's that famous song of Yishai Rebo he's singing these days about this, these words? 
רצוננו... אני רוצה לעשות רצונך כרצונך. אני רוצה לעשות רצונך כרצונך. באמת ובתמים, תמיד? תמים. אחת ולתמיד. אה, so beautiful. אני רוצה לעשות... Yeah, my brother pointed out those words and he's like, do you hear this Torah? He said, did you hear Yishai's Torah? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a, it's a deep Torah. אני רוצה, say it again, אני רוצה... That's the Chiddush, that word. I want to do your will like your will, not like my will. Some of us are very big, okay, I'm going to do Hashem's will, but it's got to be on my terms, right? We, we, when we figure out that's who we are and that's what we want, oh boy. Are we thankful for the package that Hashem packed up in this form of a body and soul? We're so thankful. So to start off the year with such gratitude, you do anything in the world, but what do you have to do? You have to make sure you hear that. You have to make sure you hear that. Bitkiat shofar, adam motzi rak hevel mitocho. All a person basically brings forth from inside of him is just hevel, which means like air. כאילו nothingness. וההבל הוא מקסקס בשופר ומשמיע קול. That's a mistake there. This heaven, this air, finds its way through the shofar and it causes a voice. ומרמז, and alludes to this, שכוח האדם הוא הפנימיות הנמצאת בתוכו. That what really makes you powerful, what really is your vitality, What gives you the real reason to wake up in the morning and keep on going is because you know in your inside of your insides that your son is to really be aligned with Hashem. And Hasidus knew this, so they said, we must make that tone of being aligned with Hashem simchadik and not, you know, oive, oive, oive all day long. Because who would want to do that really for real and for it to last? Now, The Rebbe brings a beautiful mashal in the name of the Baal Shem Tov, which will help us, will bring down the whole, the Rambam, the uh, Sefer HaMitzvahs, and Reb Tzadok, I think, in a new light. Not a new light, but in a more refined way to understand what was going on over here. HaBaal Shem Tov mevi mashal al mashmauta shel tkiyat shofar berosh Hashanah. What's the parable regarding the shofar and Rosh Hashanah? בן מלך גלה לזמן ממושך מארמון המלוכה. The son of the king, it, it seems over here that he exiled himself. Because it doesn't say hugla. Hugla would mean he was exiled. I, I think here גלה לזמן ממושך מארמון המלוכה, that he exiled himself, or he happened to be exiled, but it doesn't, not necessarily that he was punished. For a, quite a while from the palace of the king, after, he returned after years, basically looking like a homeless person. No one recognized the, the, the lost prince. But when the son saw the father who poret bizaka, מעומק ליבו, he screams out from the depths of his heart, Abba! Abba, הצילני! Save me, Abba! המלך מזהה את קולו של בנו. The king recognized the voice of his son and his זעקה, his screaming to him, נוגעת עד עמקי נפשו. It reached the depths of the king's heart. 
והוא ממהר להשיבו אליו. And he brings him back very fast. Obviously, the point of this marshal here, as simple as it is, is the deepest depths of Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't say over here anything about the king recognizing him based on his levush and what he looked like. Because even looks by the son of the king is still chitzoni. It's the call. He heard what was dependent on the kid screaming, Abba. Before we go to the Rebbe's continuation, this is really the Avodah of Rosh Hashanah. The Avodah of Rosh Hashanah is the process that we have to Rosh Hashanah's Kol Shofar. On the one hand, mitzad the halacha, the chiyuv is on me hearing it. Mitzad the halacha of my nefesh, you would probably say that to be yotze, the chiyuv of shofar, is what does it lead you to do? We blow shofar before those intense moments in Musaf. All these very intense moments. The, the, the hearing God's voice, hearing the art of listening, after your Yotze, the mitzvah of hearing, must lead you to scream Abba. As much as you feel found, and as holy as you feel after a stark Elo. <coughs> the way Hashem designed the world is that each of us gets lost at a certain point during the year. That's the design. One certain point. Huh? <laughs> Only <laughs> once. <laughs> it just happens one time. The rest of the year is fine and clear, and everyone's... <laughs> but besides that, it's yeah, just one time a day, I would say. <laughs> once a day, we're the king. Uh, once every half hour, maybe. Right? <laughs> the point is, whatever koyach you have, trust that when you scream Abba, that's the recognized, that, that's the ID. That's the code zihui. That's your code. That's your, you know, today on, uh, on phones you have like facial, uh, right, face ideas and all that. that. That's the face idea. It's both. The vishmoa and then listen to what you sound like when you're calling out Abba. Because Rosh Hashanah, as much as it's a holiday, it's the first day of Aseh Semei Tshuva. People forget that. First two days of Aseh Semei Tshuva at Rosh Hashanah. Meaning as much as it's a yantiv, as much as there's a, we focus on a Sirtimei Tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and there obviously the month of Elul, Tshuva, Tshuva, the real Tshuva really begins when you can hear. And that happens on Rosh Hashanah. So the Rabbi continues and he says over here, Kach gam nishmot Yisrael galu me'al shulchan avihen. So too the neshamas of Am Yisrael have been exi- exiled from, the fa- from their father's table. That's how the way, that's how the Gemara describes Galut Bayit Sheni. It says about the Churban Bayit Sheni, Oila Lebanav Shagalu Mishulchanavim. How sad it is when children stop showing up to their parents' Shabbos table. So it's not just referring to the you know the, the problem we have today, we have like a lack of interest of this next generation. It's referring to Bemet, the Shabbos table of Shemaim. Yadumi Tachat Kisea Gafod. He's saying over here, in the Shamas, they they descended beneath the throne of glory, they were placed into a physical body. So according to the Nimshal, we were exiled. Our souls were exiled from their makor, their source. Where's their, where's their source from? We're thrown down here, you and I, everyone in here, we're all thrown down here. This world's not easy. But we're all in this together. So he says over here, because it's not easy and a soul is not at home in this world, we became very materialized with going astray with different averot. 
בראש השנה כמהה הנפש היהודית לשוב אל השם. The Yiddish soul is so desiring and longing to return to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what does it do when it desires to long? We have a, we have a technique. He zoeket me'omek alev. It starts crying, it starts screaming. From the depths of the heart, se'akap nimit, an inner screaming. Abba, avinu shiba shamayim hatzileinu. This is the meaning of the blowing of the shofar. The screaming of the heart of the Jewish soul. So this term, is something that's also brought up in a very powerful way in the teachings of Rabbi Nachman. Last year we did a whole shir on Rabbi Shlomo's perush on Tse'akat Halev. This year, Bezrat Hashem, I guess it's a plug for the Shabbat Shuvah, Joshua, is that we're going to be going there on Shabbat Shuvah, of taking the concept of Shuvah and plugging it into Tzayakat Alev in a different way, in a completely different way, showing that that's really David HaMelech's whole thing was really bringing a Jew to be able to cry to Hashem. But if we stop for a second from here, and we said, this is our direction towards Rosh Hashanah, and this is our focus on Rosh Hashanah, and if someone's going to ask me, Mozart Rosh Hashanah, did you have a good Rosh Hashanah or not? It would be based on how I fulfilled that first mitzvah. What would it change our, how would it change our preparations towards Rosh Hashanah? That's, that's really what manyanoti. That really, you know, that, that, that's what interests me. How would, it folk, how would it shape our prep towards Rosh Hashanah now? What would be the difference? Or we've, we're exactly... We, we're all exactly with this Torah already before we learn this. Which could be, I don't know. I don't know. But what would it change in terms of my pre- preparing to stand before the king on Rosh Hashanah? Like, what would I do about today that would help me prepare for that day? That, that's what I'm trying to say. Does anyone have any ideas? How would that help you get for that day? Man, Listen, that's I the right feel, answer. But I feel more humble coming before Hashem. Would it enable you to hear better? That's the point. Would Cheshbon HaNefesh necessarily... I want to find something that links, a, a, a links to being able to hear better. By the way, I do not want to uh, try to convince you not to do Cheshbon HaNefesh, God forbid. Like, go for it. You should be fu- fu- fully on it. I think for me, it's to get very quiet. Yeah, and when I'm quiet, I can hear... Your kids are out of the house already, right? <laughs> yes. Your kids are out of the house. I don't know if she means that kind of quiet. No, no, I know, I know, I know. That's I was just. Yeah. But that—that's true. Sometimes, sometimes the real noise happens when there aren't any kids around anymore. To, to like. That's true too. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so that's very deep. So how do you do that? Well, I meditate. Mm-hmm. I have my little spot in my my house, and I go up to my my macomb. Beautiful. And I just sit there and I, and I say, okay, it's time to talk. You know, I mean, talk to you a lot. I talk to myself. I talk to God. I just sit there. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. So what is that mean? How would you do that? Well, I was made aware a few years ago that most of the listening we're doing were not really listening. We're focusing more on how to respond to people. So just to pay more attention on shutting that down, to really be listening. Because then I'll 
be able to really. Right. So I'm going to totally landmark you now. So how do you, how do you do how do you do that? <laughs> how does one do that? How does one do that? Yeah. Just to keep on remembering that there's that I mean, keep on hearing that inner voice and shutting it down. That says. Oh, that says, it notice that you, every everything, it judges, everything. it judges every everything. word. Right. And just shut it up. Right. You know, when someone's talking to you, shut up. <laughs> I'm not going to respond to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Shlomo said, and I think now you just really brought it to life, Rip Shlomo said that the best preparation for Rosh Hashanah is to not judge anyone or anything the week leading up to Rosh Hashanah. He's saying, and the Sfarim basically say that's really the only thing that's left for you to do in order to like, give you, like, you know, because if they really look at me and they judge me, who could say, who could say, like, I'm really worthy of, of, of everything, right? But, when, but in Shemayim, there's one thing they look at, they say, hey, look at this guy. He, he actually didn't, ju- he used his free will not to judge anybody. He, that, that's the makom that we give him. But what you're saying is that you're not just not judging anybody, you're not critiquing or, or trying to, uh, what's a better word for it besides? Like, analyze. analyze. Thank you. Yeah. You're just letting things be for what they are without, without analyzing it, and that, which would thus lead to a, to a level of judgment. You're not saying anything because of, of the same reason now. It's going to keep on going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ah. Does anyone else have techniques about to repeat what he said? To see if I heard what I said. <laughs> this is going to be a. So I would use yeah. the word calm. Calm. You know the story of the, of the guy who learned all the Kavanaugh from the Baal Shem Tov and it was in his pocket and then he forgot and yeah. he was crying in long yeah. chauffeur? Because right. I figured, worst comes to worst, I'm going to hear the chauffeur at this point. And I don't have to mess up the cooking and I don't have to mess up my right. gardening and my prep. And just calm. Yeah, I believe it's like has the same story where two bali tokea were fight. Where where well one one bali tokea was the berg of the bali tokea, and, and then there was another yid that was told it was told about him he should be the bali tokea. They asked the first yid that was doing it for many years, what do you think about when you do tokea shefer? He said, oh, there's like eighty five thousand kavanas from the Arizal and the Ramak and all the schools of Kabbalah and the Zohar, I know how to do this and that and, 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 and I, I, I've learned this for years and then he comes to another Baal okay, and he says, what do you think about it? He's like, you know, I have to marry off my daughter this year and I, I want to marry her off Bechavah and I don't have money. <laughs> and the Baal Shem Tov, you know, went to that dude. So it's true. Um, calm. Ask Ask the woman behind you about a great app yeah. that'll help you, help us with this. Calm, that's sort of oxymoronic, but yeah. I know, but it, it actually... Every morning we listen to the shofar, and that shofar is only like half a minute. And just for that one, one, half, one minute that it is every morning, it's amazing to just focus on that sound and not be distracted by all the distractions, like just to practice. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. That's that. I think that's the reason why we, you know, obviously there's no chiyuv halachik. We listen to the show for every morning in El. The chiyuv is on Rosh Hashanah, but the chiyuv, but but really, that's preparing us to be attuned to listening to that noise, to that sound. That's beautiful. But anybody else have any any shitas that they're doing in order to prepare I, themselves I to listen? I keep going when I can, not every morning. 
um, and the sound of the chauffeur. We have a very good chauffeur blower, and um, it just pierces the heart. Oh, it's sure. just, it's very, very powerful. Yeah, it does something to the soul. Absolutely. Rivka? I think two things um, along the lines of what you're saying, like clearing the negativity. When I'm catching any, anything negative coming in, this is an intense time, Shabbos, Rosh Hashanah, everything, just calling it out and saying, there's no room for that. Because I know that that's what's going to interfere with my hearing the chauffeur. Like if I have all of that bubbling up, that's going to be the noise that, that I need to make sure it's not in the way. Right. And I just know, I've, or recall from last year, or your past, we just 